It is Tuesday the 19th of March 2013 and broadcasting from our high-tech studio in West Nutley in the heart of East Bollockshire, it is iDeveloper Live, episode 81. Ah. Hello, John. Is it 81? No, it's 82. No, it's 82. See, I couldn't even get that right after looking it up. Really, you should just change it. It's like broadcasting from the activity room of the West Nutley Retirement Castle. <laughs> Here's your host, Scotty. Can't remember my name. Scott. <laughs> That's how it feels sometimes. It's. Uh, I'm going to blame it on NS Conference, John, because that was still only a couple of weeks ago and sort of, you know, that was really, really busy. Gosh, Scotty. That, that, that's my excuse. Been- no, that's a good excuse. Have you been basking in the, the glory of NS Conference? I, I have to hope and assume that you've received, you know, lots and lots of emails saying how great it was, because it really was. It was, it was beyond awesome. It, it was, I, when I walked in the Athena for the first time and saw the, the three screen projection and how nice the room was and how everything was just, just, you know, just professionals, the, the, the word that I, that, that comes to mind. Can we quote you on the website for next year? John Fox yeah, yeah. says it was beyond awesome. Yeah. Oh, sure. that's cool. There we are. Not, I, certainly are. Now, people seem to have a good time. The new venue went down well, and um, the, all the logistics worked out, and uh, all the team um, got the job done really well. So it was just, uh, from a logistical point of view, I think it was the smoothest one we've ever done. We were sort of sat there waiting in some ways for what's going to go wrong, because it's not supposed to be this calm. Uh, I mean, it doesn't mean it wasn't busy, but it was calm. Um and uh, people seem to be having a good time and everything works. So that was from that side of it, it was really good. And I think some of the talks were, were fantastic. In fact, all of the talks were, were, were pretty good, but some of them were really, really good. Um, and um, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was, it was at the Olympics where they, um, the, on the last day, they've got to stand up and say, this was the best Olympics yet. And if they don't, it's a real slight on the city. Well, I think we could say to Leicester, this was the best tennis conference yet. Absolutely. You know, eventually they'll have like the little walks embedded in there because I don't know whether you noticed, uh, you know, that that uh, in the sidewalk there was these little you know marker trails, these historical walks, and eventually they'll they will do that. This was where the first NS conference Leicester was held. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> do not go down here. <laughs> exactly. Avoid. <laughs> Avoid. Spend your time in the fried chicken district instead. Yeah. Well, we don't want this uh, this uh, this podcast to be too much of a love in and a love fest. But as we've got not a lot else to talk about, then we might as well keep going. Uh, what was your highlight, John? I'd be interested to know because we've not we, we've not spoken since the conference because you went off skiing apparently. I did. Yeah. Tough life. Um, you know, I actually the 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 last talk on on how to ship an app. I think that was my favorite um, because it was it was very unusual to have you know that type of insight into Apple's process. Um, which clearly works pretty well, given the, the, the quality of the apps that they ship. And I'm sure people will groan saying that, you know, this thing or that thing was, was not good. But I think, you know, people have to objectively say that Apple ships a lot of high-quality software and and uh, have really pushed the art uh, and science of, of choosing exactly what to do and how to polish things like crazy. So to have had that type of insight... Um, was very 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 good, and in fact, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting the videos because I do want to share it with my colleagues because we find ourselves in, in similar situation right now where we've got to ship something and we have to make it awesome, and we have to be very very uh, careful about what we choose to work on. Yeah, the video uh, the videos are almost ready. In fact, the videos are ready. It's the website to deliver them isn't quite ready yet. But uh, that, okay, that, so in, in other words, Dave's done his part and you've fallen down. Yeah, Dave's done his job and I've been crap. Yeah. Uh, 
um, it's uh, that that talk uh, you're talking about was Alan Canistrero. I was a bit nervous about that talk actually because um, I'd never met Alan before. In fact, I, I didn't even get to meet Alan until the, the lunchtime of the Wednesday of the conference when he was speaking the last talk of the, <laughs> the conference because we just not passed each other and he wasn't. You know, in, in you know, I, I did have to ask someone at some point, "Is he here?" <laughs> Um, and we'd never met and I'd never seen him speak um, and I literally did put him on as the last talk because of the title of his talk and whatever else but I had no idea if he'd be any good or whatever else and was just hoping that the whole thing wouldn't just be a um, you know a complete flop to end the conference with but um, he came shining through yeah uh, but, and, and similar theme I was you know just shocked but just happily so that there were all those people from Apple um, it certainly is a change in in I don't know what the word is, policy, I guess, obviously, you know, that, that people, who, developer evangelists, who would I have to believe would want to have gone to developer conferences in years past, but from what I understood, it was always, no, 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 you can't go. And, and I, I, can, I can understand it, given Apple's perspective, of, let's keep everything secret and, and, you know, let's not also put the weight of representing Apple squarely on one or, you know, one person's shoulder, but I think it's very nice, and I, I I would have to believe it was very useful for them to keep the you know keep their finger on the pulse of of developers. So I think uh, you know people have always said, well, why why go to NS conference? And I think you know my my best answer is because it, it gives you so many aspects, so many of the very very best aspects of WWC, i.e., you know, uh, time with people who are serious experts in in the field to get. You know, help in, in in the odd fifteen minutes here that will save you days and days and days of, of, of trouble, or you know, a point of connection which would lead you somewhere that you you just wouldn't have been able to go to. I mean, on that on that last talk uh, about shipping, it was really funny. You know, he was talking about some of the the ideas they considered for 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 various apps or features in there, and he said, "Well, this is something we've we've looked around. We're not doing it. Maybe you want to do it." And it just so happens I was working on on that very thing, and I was really happy to be able to show it to to Alan and and and, um, and get his very positive feedback about it. So you know, that alone was was a huge highlight for me. Okay, just in case people are confused, Alan was an ex-Apple employee who was speaking, but there were some of the guys, from, some of the evangelists from the um, developer relations team uh, out of Cupertino at the conference, which is a first, um, well, it's a first publicly, um, should we say, and you know, with Apple written on their badge and not pretending to be somebody else, um, but I mean, we didn't announce that they were there. Um, they they asked us not to do that because they just wanted to meet people and you know, not get too swamped. But what what amazed me in, and I don't know if this is um, down to the way developer relations works or the community works, that. And there were lots and lots and lots of people who were there who just didn't recognize the names and knew who these guys were, you know, um, and, uh, I, um, you know, that's a little discouraging in a way, really, because actually, you know, these are the guys that are the interface to developers and Apple um, together, and we should all know who they are, and we should all be sending them emails, and we should all be following them on Twitter, um, and, you know, doing stuff so for i mean it was great for them to be there and now there's a lot more people who do know who they are and you know they they i think they learned quite a lot about various things going on but the fact that they weren't instantly known not necessarily recognized because they don't always come around but their names weren't instantly known by a lot more people i found quite surprising yeah 
Well, I mean, it's it's it, it's a big community, and it's not like you know when you started this podcast so many years ago, and you know, Coco is 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 uh, who would have imagined, but Coco and Objective C are like you know the big bloated uh, frameworks and, and technologies of, of our of our day. But I shouldn't say big and bloated, but you know what I mean. It's like totally mainstream. Yeah, someone was saying I, 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 this may be wrong, so but but it's, I've you know facts have never stopped me from saying anything before. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I heard someone say that Objective C is now something like the, the third most used language in development at the moment, or something. Whereas, you know, if you'd said that five or six years ago, everyone would have just giggled. It's way down there, <laughs> it below. was it was Objective third, tick. third from bottom. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I've, I've read that too. I was I was astounded by it. I mean, it's always been this joke, uh, you know, that I had this this guy, a colleague of mine, who during the days when when web objects had abandoned Objective C and said that you know if you want to develop it, it's all using Java. And he had this shirt that came in and says, you know, Objective-C is dead, get over it. And I remember running into him at WWDC, and this was many years ago. This is, you know, when basically, you know, Apple was was a viable platform, but not the explosively popular one that it is. And I, I said, so where's your shirt now? And he just kind of like looked down and no one could have believed it. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of talk these days, even more so about kind of, all right, well, now we've seen all the things that Apple has been working on since since Jobs was alive, what's the new major fun thing that's going to be there, or will there be something new? And meanwhile, there was the you know, the whole Samsung Samsung kind of extravaganza with with super features in their phones, and um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next year or so. But that's going far afield. But it was just something that was on my mind right now. Yeah, you see, I don't think. Uh, I mean, we need to. We've had the iPhone, and we've had the iPad, and we've had the iPad Mini in the last sort of four or five years. But, you know, Apple never were a company that released a brand new revolutionary product, you know, every single year or every 18 months. I mean, before the iPhone, um, we hadn't seen anything new in a long time. Um, and it just happens that we've had three products that have come in the same genre, so they've come from the same family. So they've de- delivered, you know, on mobile devices as a family. That, But I don't think we should be expecting them to every couple of years come out with something... Um, absolutely radical i think they you know apple are a company that will enter a market and then they'll just keep refining and keep refining and keep refining um and we may do i'm not saying we shouldn't but i don't think we should have that expectation yeah yeah no it's just, it, it's it's interesting because there was always this idea that you know you're kind of a pirate if you develop for apple but don't don't you feel that it's kind of it is so mainstream now and and that that, that somewhere in a conference and, and presumably who knows i mean maybe maybe some windows uh windows 8 developers or, or whatever or or who knows what but there was an interesting comment uh, from Pardell. It's like, how do you recognize the people from Apple? The guy's thinking Lester is California and they're wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's the fact that they have big name batches on that said their names and said Apple. <laughs> but that was it. That's the thing. You know, this is another weird thing. So for a lot of developers, I think, you know, this is like a, you know, going to WWDC or even going to NS conference is like it's it's one of their major kind of activities they they undertake as developers. And then you see people and you kind of think, where did I see you? Did I see you last year at NS conference? Or and then and I was corrected by by, by someone from Apple's like, no, it was, it was down in the labs. It was this person who was helping me with auto layout. So that was interesting. Right, another talk that um uh, it sort of fits a little bit with where we've been chatting the last few weeks. In fact, the theme of that we've been chatting on the last few weeks 
sort of ran through the conference a little bit, and I, I know because a couple of people have been listening to the show, a couple of the speakers, but not all of them do. Um, this whole sort of indie and business theme was sort of underlying the talks a little bit, because we don't tell the speakers what to talk about, we just go out to find good speakers community and say what would you like to talk about um but michael jurowitz another ex-apple um evangelist guy um did a re a revised version of a talk he did at singleton last year uh where he was talking and we, we chatted about it on this show afterwards um about looking at uh, prices in the in the app store particularly the mac app store um and how most developers didn't charge enough and how we ought to be doing more analysis of this um but he'd extended that talk and then you know to absolutely everybody's amazement um i think including dan pasco his boss <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, he, he, they shared real hard numbers on Kaleidoscope, you know, how much money they'd made per day and how many, you know, how many days that was over and where the spikes were and how they were analyzing that graph to try and find a price. And that really struck a lot of people. I think that talk had already struck a lot of people about looking at your pricing, but the fact they then showed real numbers from a real product that a lot of people know, Kaleidoscope, the diff tool and merge tool, um, mm. from Black Pixel, that really struck a lot of people. Yeah, well, and I, I think the other thing too is, is is there was a real kind of how do I say it, you know, human aspect to it because you know in the end, whether you're doing it for love or money, I mean, people still do become very emotionally attached to to the work they do, and to have people talk so frankly about you know what their hopes and aspirations were for for either the, for their company or for their product. And and just being able to say, hey, I had all this great hopes, and, and here's where reality met, and this is what I learned. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Emily's talk, fantastic about you know about startup Chile and how all these pieces looked like it was going to be this tremendous, fantastic, impossibly dreamy success, and then eh, not quite, you know, and 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 being so far out, you know, trying to do something so big and bold, and, and not having it work out, but yet not let going of it, letting go of it, that you can kind of hold on to it and, and maybe. Put something big that you had in mind away, and, and, and try it again a little bit later, or, or when stars better align, you know, or, or even you know the, the the talks about you know becoming a product company and, and how hard you work to, to try and make it work, and you know do a bunch of client work, and then try to work on 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 you know on the app that you love, and you know all all those things. If you were to to, to try and kind of characterize it, it was one about you know how love and reality meet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, in life we learn from our own failures, don't we? And I think actually it's true. We learn from other people's failure as well. And, and you know, some of the talks that went over really well, Emily Tupon, how her startup failed, um, Dan Pascoe and all of the, uh, basically spent an hour sharing about all the mistakes uh, they've made in trying to take Black Pixel from a consulting company to a product company and, and still, you know, really with Michael's talk on Kaleidoscope which is the first thing they've put out there properly saying how hey, we're still trying to get this right and we don't know about pricing and everything um, it, it was you know uh, it was good that the people were prepared to be the community was prepared to be so honest about stuff that the people you know people in our community who we look up to and respect were there to say look hey we screw up and we screw up all the time and we've been screwing up you know all this and I think that must have made people you know realize that you know this isn't some sort of these companies like black pixel and whatever that are sort of doing amazing things it's not some easy ride because they've got loads of cash behind them whatever else they're, they're doing all the same struggles we're doing and, and trying to break through and i think that was encouraging for people yeah yeah i mean it's been said many times you really don't learn anything without failing you know nobody wants to nobody wants to to you know, have to go experience that. Nobody, no, nobody wants to fail crazily um, in order to, to 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 succeed, but you have to. 
Another, um, just staying on the business theme just for a moment, we will do some tech stuff in a minute. Uh, Manton Reese uh, did a talk that I really, really liked. Um, and it's probably just because of where I'm at at the moment in thinking about um, looking at subscription revenue um, oh, yeah. and, and how to set pricing um, and how really you know subscription is very hard unless you have some sort of server element to your um, application. You know, there's something, is this, as soon as there's something out there in the cloud, people feel that there is a value that is worth uh, paying for on a monthly basis, but they don't for something that's just on your desktop. And looking at the different things that he's done there and the, the arguments over pricing and what what you need to do to you know have a, a SaaS app, a software as a service app or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was a good talk as well. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's hard to imagine being successful without taking that tack. Yeah, it's... Um, so, yeah. Right. Uh, we, we did do some tech stuff as well, though. We did, uh, and actually, this is this is really interesting. Uh, you know, the 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 talk about the the, the naive implementation. You know, about uh, about building a, a you know a histogram, and it's like, well, I thought I'd try what would be the simplest way to do it, and and I didn't believe it would work, and nobody believed that it was that easy, and that was another uh, just great great talk. Yeah, that was uh, Rob Ryan from uh, Martian right. Craft. Yeah, right. Doing yeah, uh, I did share that there. Yeah, so and um, it's uh, what's what's great is you for me about this conference uh, is you know these guys do their talks and then they just come and sit back down amongst everyone else right. and people go to their table. Um, it just carries on and you know the talks almost carry on. You know, oh, they do. In some ways, yeah. you, if you finish the show like Alan did, yeah, that's great because maybe you get to finish the show. But equally, you lose out a little bit because you know if you speak on the first day, your talk keeps going for three days as people talk to you about it, as they ask questions about it, is the whole the whole atmosphere goes there. And, and it's really interesting to you know you speak to some of the speakers and they go, oh, you know, I'd wish I put this bit in because so and so was asking me about this. But the point is, so and so was getting that information from them directly, um, and that sort of community stuff really sort of uh, I like that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that was, you know, I, I talk often about how you can get an answer to a, a problem that you've been struggling with for, you know, in about 5, 10, 15 minutes. And just, it, it just, it, 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 it's such an electrifying thing. It really is, you know. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, they have that first joy when you, when, when you have an idea and then all of a sudden on screen it actually works. And then you want to just keep refining it, refining it. But, you know, it was great to be able to go up with, with my app and say, hey, you know, Obviously, you've been able to do this because you, know, you made it work, but I've been struggling with this one aspect. And they look at it like, oh, yeah, no, here it is. <laughs> Boom, done. And that, that was just amazing. And kind of uh, another little tidbit. And I think, you know, uh, there is the, the, the aphorism. It's, it's not, you know, what you know, but who you know. But that, that is absolutely true. I mean, you know, be amongst all the people that would go to, to, to any conference, but NS conference especially, are people who are expert in different aspects of, 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 Software engineering, you know, and and a lot of them, you know, they may have super specialties in in, in whatever in three D or or in Bezier Pass or, or, or image processing or whatever. And so, if you do make the effort to to befriend other people, um, you can you can get lots of help. People are very willing and happy to help. It, it all just comes down to to, to showing that you know, you've tried something. It's not like going up to somebody and say, "Can I have the codes?" But if you go up there with with some working project and say, "Hey, I, you know, I, I built this." 
I'm trying to make it as, as absolutely amazing as possible, but I'm stuck on this thing. Would you be able to help me? People are just thrilled. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always happy to help in, in whatever, uh, another, another, whatever way I can. And when you go to the, make the effort to, to befriend people, you'd be amazed at how people are. It's like they really enjoy seeing things built that are great, whether, you know, whether it's their thing or not. I know it's just kind of like, you know, how people like to cheer on whatever a singer or sports person or whatever. Cool. Right, I'm just going to take a quick break and we're going to do a sponsor. Well, the sponsor um, for the show. Uh, can you guess who it is, John? Hmm, something about code. Code. Oh, code that doesn't just stick around, but code that is like, it's so good. It's invasive code. Invasive code. Invasive code. Everybody loves invasive code. They do. Yes, even Dave's whispering along across the other side of the desk. Well, you might have not even there's anything to do with it, but there we are. Um, okay, uh, Evasive Code, sponsoring the show again this week. Uh, iPad, iPhone, iOS uh, development classes with extremely good training material. That's what the uh, tagline says on the website, and I believe it's true. Um, they have a great-looking website, by the way. I don't think I've ever mentioned that. Uh, they're really starting to churn out the courses, John. They've um, put a whole bunch down now. There's uh, April the 26th in uh, San Francisco. Uh, the one in May in San Francisco is already sold out, so you're a little bit late there. Um, in July uh, in Italy, and again in August in San Francisco, in September in Barcelona. Um the course is you can either do a five days intensive course or you could break that down into a two day, a three day beginners course followed by a two day advanced course and you can just do one of those sections if you prefer. Um, $2,600 for the full five days or $1,500 for any one of the portions. Um, the great thing about evasive code is we always say every time is that they only have how many people join in a class? 10. 10 people. 10 or fewer, uh, which gives you great access to the trainer. Um, and they also have labs. So you get seven hours a day in the classroom, but then they have labs in the evening where you can go and finish your coursework and that sort of stuff. And the trainers hanging out in there as well. Um, so you know all that stuff is you know personal and upfront training with with the guy right in the room. Uh, and you get to take your material home, and they give you lunch and coffee and all the normal stuff. Uh, and it's run by a really nice group of people. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, and people who themselves work on shipping lots of apps, and so it's really building apps the way that they they do it. At Apple and other kind of quality purveyors of software, and uh, they have a coupon code for us that you can get two hundred bucks off. And um, as ever, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, so I'm just quickly looking it up. So if you'd just like to sing for a moment, John. Oh, invasive code! How I love you. You are a dream come true in iOS developer training. And Jappy, you're just so dreamy. I'm purposely going slow because I'm enjoying the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you uh, when you book, use the code um, IDEVTV-2013, so IDEVTV-2013, you can get 200 bucks off um, those courses. So, um, yeah, go do it. Thank you to Invasive Code for supporting uh, the show. All their details will be in the show notes uh, as ever. And um, we love you, Invasive Code. Yes, we do. Now at the conference, uh, Simon Wolf, our friend Simon Wolf. Um, uh, now, okay, he, can I go ahead? Go on, go on after you. Well, I was going to say it's like you know, I, 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 you know, I feel uh, uh, responsible for for the level of taunt <laughs> that goes on to Simon, but he gave a bang up good talk. I have to say, his presentation on full text search and how how to do it was really good. I I found it immensely useful. 
He did. It was a great talk. Uh, it, it started off so well as well because uh, I said, "Please welcome to the stage, uh, Simon Wolf," and at least fifty percent of the uh, of the attendees went rawr. Which, 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 <laughs> you think that we've been working on making this a thing for years? <laughs> which he absolutely hated. Which was great. Which so that great. was a great start. Uh, but his his talk was great, and um, I can, uh, yeah, I, it's. I'm hoping he's going to put the blog post out on it soon as well. The talk will be out on the videos uh, when the videos come out soon. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to do full text searching um, against core data, uh, particularly large core data databases, then you know you need to look at this stuff because it was a, it was a really really good. Yeah, and besides which, you'd be able to ship this in a product well before Aftag will. <laughs> If I, yes, you could you could get this into your product and ship it a long time before he ships and pretend that you were the first to implement this type of searching. <laughs> and then you could write a blog post on it. <laughs> oh, dear. God, we're so mean. <laughs> we, uh, we give with one hand probably take away from it. I'm sorry. Rabin's our pseudo friend. He's probably your real friend, but he looks at me every time I see him. He's always grimacing. Oh, fox! Yeah. <laughs> there was a conversation on Twitter this morning that um, about because we did we've changed time because you guys in the states are on daylight saving and we're not here, so we just saved time. And uh, uh, Simon just said it um, it means I won't have to miss pointless. <laughs> to which George Ortiz said, "Oh, what's pointless then?" To which I said, "Well, that's the <laughs> the Avtag developer timeline, basically." <laughs> So bless him. He's had a hard day. I know, but you know, but you know, okay. I'll, I'll go back. I want to end it on this thing. What he's actually working on is is no small and simple app. I, I'm 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 pretty pretty familiar of having worked in in the the field of metadata applied to streaming media, which which is no small undertaking to be able to do it and make it work fast. It is 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 not easy. So. Yeah, yeah we're, we're all looking forward to the product. We just want to get our hands on it. Cause, uh, That's true. Okay, you, but if, I'm, I'm trying to get you to end on a nice note. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, if um, you know, each of the NS conference videos, they're about to come out. You're going to add them to your other four sets of NS conference videos and your last seven sets of uh, WWDC videos or whatever, and you're going to be sat there one day and you're going to say, oh, I know they talk about something somewhere in this video, and you, you're going to want to just type it in and find it really fast. And when Avtag's there, we will do. The okay, amount of so developer time that's being wasted right now because he's not shipping is unbelievable. Yeah, but here, here's the great thing. It's like, and here's the way to, to close it all together. It's like, you know, it's very, very important to fail fast. So it's also very, very important to be able to find out if there are no results. Like, if, you know, there was always the joke if you could Google French military victors, victor you come up with nothing. So if you just search through the entire history of NS conference videos, it's like Avtag shipping, you get right away to zero results. This is this is okay. This is where NS conference is a failure. Okay, because NS conference has reached the the place in the calendar now that it's become a ship date for many people. You know, when you start going out around Christmas time, sort of late November, December time, you start to hear people saying, "I'm going to ship by NS conference." And I heard a number of people say last year, and as far as I'm aware, every single one failed. Oh. There we are. Right. right, John. We're going to um, uh, we're going to end here. We're just doing a short show today, but um, we're going to re- be reshaping the show a little bit over the next uh, month or two. We're going to be trying a few new things and playing around. Um, 
we're going to uh, uh, maybe mix some recorded shows with some live shows because sometimes having a fixed recording time means we can't get certain guests on and we'd love to get some other people on who just can't do this time of day or this day. Um, and so if, if you've got some suggestions um, of what you would like to happen to the show, <laughs> yes, you can email in, close it down, Simon, if you wish to. Um, just <laughs> please uh, just email us on um, support at idevelopertv. That's support at idevelopertv, and, and give us some suggestions because we're yeah we're just looking to freshen up a little bit as we approach the approach the 100 mark and uh, um, and you know maybe take a little bit of a new direction, maybe do a bit more business stuff again. Um, and uh, that's so uh, we're happy to take us some. Um, direction from you guys out there who listen so please send it in john anything you want to finish on uh, well i've been working hard to get the new pope on the show but i'm not so certain we can be able to get him but I'm yeah well work. not with the time zone problems but i mean you know it's uh yeah maybe when we when we maybe when we have some different times he can make it mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's john's first guest is going to be the pope exactly <laughs> you, <laughs> set, set your targets high john why not <laughs> you got you got to be bold. Yeah, he's going to talk about his new Twitter client. <laughs> exactly. It's, just like, it's like everybody's. It's no joke that it's no coincidence that I was able to tweet so quickly. Is because I had the first wearable Twitter appliance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, John. Tell everybody where they can find out more about you if they really want to after this. Oh, no, they do, because they want to visit MemoryMiner.com and find out about my product, MemoryMiner, and visit MemoryMiner.com slash blog to read adventures of building it. And uh, they also want to follow me on Twitter, because because they want to. And on Twitter, I'm Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. Same on app.net. Okay, and I'm Scotty uh, on app.net, and I'm MacDevNet on Twitter, and you can follow stuff about this show and other iDeveloper TV stuff um, by following iDeveloper TV. If you want more about NS Conference, you can follow NSConf. <laughs> Any more Twitter handles I need? Um, NSConference.com. Videos will be out soon. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to commit to a date, but soon. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, there we are. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you, chat room, for... Uh, uh, keep twaddling on in the background well just ignoring us as ever it always it's always very uh inspiring for us to be ignored it just helps us to keep um unfocused like we are um ns pope <laughs> as well there's ns pipes <laughs> okay well, until next time you take care Thank you.